sweetness of pineapple along with the uh like whoa, the, whoa, whoa, the delicious whoa. what whoa 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 what what well this Bring is a uh, best of five an ftc talk show where we talk about everything going on in pizza fighting games and sometimes even smash too oh uh, we're live yes we are alive oh hi. i'm your host hi, mike donka schiller right now as effort is still out and I'm joined, as always, by Steve, Ace King Offsuit Jurek, and John, John Velociraptor Guerrero. So do we have a CPT recap? Um, I'm thinking we just talk about Evo, because, I mean, that was the big thing. Okay, you know. so we don't. So we are going to talk about um, Evo. We heard about, should we start with the reveals? Should we start with the tournaments? Uh, well, there were a few things that happened outside of Evo that we should probably mention before we get too into it. Okay, let's get into those. Um, Celtic Throwdown, if you're headed that way, you may be running into some issues. Uh, turns out that the Pope is going to be visiting Dublin oh, wow. the weekend of Celtic Throwdown. So there are some big possibilities for delays. Uh, streets will be shut down. Uh, Fight of Gods 2 announced? Fight of Gods 2, that would be the perfect time to reveal that. So if you're headed out there, be prepared for uh, some things to happen on the fly. Uh, also, Body Count Fighting is coming up this week. Uh, another, they've got a couple title matches on the card, and I think we have a graphic for that. Somewhere, there we go. Uh, it's going to be a pretty good card there that will be uh on the 11th so saturday night be sure to check that out if you get a chance with hook gang god versus to kill sage in the main event for the uh dragon ball title and then way gamble versus joey fury for the tekken title who you guys got in those mm -hmm. um <laughs> i've heard of J joey fury more than way gamble so we're gonna go with him and then I actually like to kill Sage over Hook in Dragon Ball. You know? And I agree with everything Donka just said. All right. I'm going. I, Way Gamble is a very good player. I think, uh, I think Joey's been on a really nice role as of late, though, and I think that will continue. So I like him. And I like, uh, I like Hook. He's definitely the favorite uh, Hook. But Yeah. I'm feeling to kill Sage's training recently and his training partner specifically. So, I just want to point out that um, you mentioned the Pope one time, and that's all the chat can talk about now. Well, I mean, it, you don't need to mention the Pope five times to get him attention. He's the Pope. He's You're right. The but the Pope wouldn't even be pope. strong in Fight of Gods. I mean, Jesus is in the game. That's like several steps above the uh, Pope. I don't know. I don't know. The Grand Inquisition would beg to get... Or not the Grand Inquisition. I forgot the name of the thing. The Crusades? Uh, pope, no, the Pope gets to control many armies. So so there's that. And Jesus is all passive about stuff, so... Oh, wow. <laughs> There it is. And Steve, how come I never saw it before, would make an amazing Pope. He would. Can you... Steve, can you cosplay as a Pope? <laughs> Why? What? What is happening? One in the chat if you want Steve to cosplay as the Pope. Two in the chat if you have any sort of common sense. And then the last thing we have in this little pre-Evo blurb <laughs> is that, unfortunately, Evo was the last tournament for Circa Esports' fighting games division, which makes a couple players free agents. Uh, yeah, Joey Fury, who we uh, just mentioned, and uh, Nikki.
are both on the market. So any teams looking to pick up some strong players, you got a couple right there. Yeah, certainly. And um, so are we getting into Evo now, the, the reveals? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So starting out with uh, Terry Bogart was revealed for SNK Heroines. Um, but you would say, is Terry Bogart really a heroine? And SNK would say, yes, he can be. Did they change the name of uh, the spelling of Terry? No, they no. didn't. She, uh, she is Terry Bogard now. I think this is sort of like my in Blaze Blue, where Terry has been magically turned into a girl. Um, yeah. Terry Bogard. <laughs> Terry. There you God go. Damn I like that we can have a legitimate, nuanced uh, conversation about Terry Bogard's preferred pronouns now. 2018 is like, like, like not even like a troll conversation, which a bunch of people would have, but like a legit, let's sit down and talk about this for 20 minutes. Think about everything. Uh, yeah, but let's not do that. Yeah. Le- yeah. That's way above my pay grade. Anyway, I'm just that it can happen. Terry Bogard in SNK heroines now with, um, well, she still has a ponytail, still a fatal. Now she's a fatal cutie instead of a fatal fighter. So, and uh, so our next announcement is that Terry Bogard was announced for Fexel. <laughs> Wait, is it is it Terry Bogard or Terry Bogard? It's it's Terry Bogard. Ah. And Terry Bogard was announced alongside Pullum and I believe Volcano Russo. So those three are going to make their way into Fexel, which did have its own tournament uh, at Evo 2018. Um, and and if, what's crazy is this is not like the third or fourth time Terry's been announced for a non-SNK game. I remember he actually made it in Tencent's Chinese sort of KOF clone that used to be online called Zhuando Jiwang. And he was in that as well. So they really let Terry go where Terry wants to go. Now, did SNK, was SNK owned? By Tencent in the past? I don't know if they were owned, but Benny Morrow and Terry made it in the game. I don't know exactly okay. how that happened. But they were... I, I, yeah, I forget who SNK's previous owners were outside of uh, Playmore, but I thought there was another company in there. I may be wrong. I'm probably wrong. And so, as you saw at the end of that trailer as well, Fighting EX Slayer is also getting an arcade version. Uh, and will even be available in the U.S. at certain arcades. You mean like an arcade edition? No, like literally like an arcade edition that's actually in arcades. Man, people don't even know what that is anymore. Yeah, it's so like arcade, so arcade, arcade like... editions have created its own, and it's also on sale. Um, there was several and more announcements that didn't include Terry over the weekend. Um, are you sure? Are you sure I they am. might be like hidden in? Dead or Alive 6 announced that Diego is going to be joining the cast. Yay. You got that trailer right here. Um, oh, damn, this that is... guy got punched in the face. That guy's standing next to the gate because he looks cool. He doesn't care about the action. Sorry, he asked if he was Diego. He's about to say yes. No, he didn't actually say yes. <laughs> I get in people's face. He says it with his actions, not with his words. But yes, he implies he is indeed Diego. There's no real confusion there. 
And does he not? Is, is this not evident that he's just that character? Like, does he not look like how Diego has in the past? Or is this a brand new character? Or what? I don't know my DOA stuff. It's a new character. Oh, Elon okay, has cool. told us that. Great. Oh, thank you. No one. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't. Even, I was only the only male character I knew in DOA was Ryu Hayabusa. Yep. The only one I know is Zack. Oh, there's that. Uh, oh no, I'm thinking of Cherry Boger. Never mind. Okay, Dead or Alive Six, and the last, and these are we're, we're talking about right now the reveals for the non-main Evo games. We'll go over those later. And the last one we have, actually, no, this is like a partial in between. Mena's costume was finally revealed as well, which is Birdie dressed uh, as Mena, which is brilliant. Do we have a picture of the Easter egg version? We do. Now, I, this is oh exactly God. what I would have done if I had won Capcom Pro Tour. So I'm glad that Mena did it instead. And this, I, I think this costume has gotten exactly the reception that, that Mena would have wanted. Which is like some people pissed off and some people laughing. I mean, he's, his stamp, his mark is forever on this game now. 100%. I mean, he deserved it. He won Capcom Cup. If you want Birdie to have a costume that isn't Mena or Steve Harvey, then you have to have, you have to win Capcom Cup. Yeah. I still would do um, Ken's face, but just upside down on Ken. Like, I don't even play Ken, but that's what I would do is just turn his face upside down. And everyone would pick that costume, and it'd be great. Why would you do that? What, what uh, has Mr. Masters done to deserve that? I mean, it's nothing Ken did. It's what Street Fighter did to Ken this time around. Ah, uh, see. I, 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 I like this. It's a baller move. It is straight up, you know, everyone imagines at some point in their lives, you know, being in a fighting game or being in a video game. Mena has an opportunity to do it, and he takes full advantage. As a costume, I'm not really feeling it all that much. You know, it is a good representation of Mena and there's a version apparently without the vest so it looks like his rise jersey it looks just like him basically but it's not a costume I would choose uh, if if I were playing Birdie but you know big ups to him it, he, he earned the right he deserves it congratulations to him for it and when you throw the chain it even has the Capcom cup attached to it that so. is dope that is legitimately dope that's pretty dope yeah yeah, it's not at all about the actual costume as like some that's <laughs> so cool. Costume as someone would actually want to, you know, that isn't men that would want to buy. Um, it's just about the the legacy and everything. Like I've looked at it exclusively through that lens and through that filter. Haven't it's not like anyone uses like Samurai Nakali. I think I've seen that zero times. Oh, I use that. <laughs> oh, you okay. Well, other than John. Speaking of which, John, in yeah. other news, uh, team of Venhubs beat Team R Street Fighter at Evo. Oh my gosh, I had forgotten about that. How yeah. did that go? We went, so it was at Bar Fights, House of Blues. Gutex messages me a few days prior and is like, hey, you want to do this thing? I'm like, well, I can try to round up a few people that read event hubs, I guess, because I was the only event hub representative that was actually going to Evo. And so I ended up getting uh, Stupendous <laughs> um, and uh, who else? Noisy Child, who regularly comments on our on our articles. <laughs> yeah, he does. He definitely does. Right, right, and then and has been making like top sixty four, maybe a top thirty two here and there, um, at, at majors. So I'm like, that's that's a good you know pick for for our purposes here. And then I also got um, so then there was myself and Ramasama, who's always you know always good for a uh, for a game or two. 
<laughs> off of the other team. And then uh, who's my last guy? Oh, Wolfgang, who recently had a response to that article I wrote about the season three characters kind of not doing their job and kind of sucking in terms of getting hype to go with the, the DLC of, of Street Fighter V this year, which has been uh, completely reversed thanks to some of the other stuff that we'll get to later. But anyways, we came up there and, and we were playing against our Street Fighter, which has legit sponsored players, like, well, the players that are sponsored by our Street Fighter, but they're there to compete. And these other guys are very good players, but they're not, like, you know, sponsored by other people to go and compete, right? And so they had, uh, gosh, they had, like, Neon and, and Chakotay and um, M. Lizard and a, a few other guys. And we thought we were just going to get our asses handed to us. And we lost the first three games. It was uh, um, Noisy Child, myself, and Ramasama. We all lost to Neon. But then... Uh, Stupendous comes in, he, he does the boof thing with Zangi scoring command grabs, and it sent the whole place into a frenzy. There was a newfound sense of like hope on side of on the side of event hubs. He beat two player players. Wolfgang comes up with his Blanca and beats the last three. It was epic. We ended up winning the whole thing. It was all just for fun and stuff. We exchanged some some fake, you know, criticism of each other and whatnot. But uh it turned into what I thought might have been just a total flop into a really good night and really good sequence so good times at the house of blues so van hubs has won they're the kings of street fighter media yes yes absolutely undisputed team shoryuken nowhere to be found where are you at nowhere to be found I, since day one i've wanted to try to set up an exhibition between srk and event hubs just the writers and stuff and uh but they've never responded to me so I've <laughs> 2019 let's make it happen let's start yeah. the, call them out right now Put it on camera. I'll clip it. I'll put it on Twitter. I would say for the most part, in further news, the Evo streams went pretty well, but the side stream ended up getting delayed quite a bit. Can you go into some details on that? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Over the weekend, they did something that I really uh, commend them for. Uh, they dedicated one stream and then also part of a second stream to airing the finals of various side tournaments uh, throughout the event. So you had Catherine on there, you had Super Turbo, you had Arms, you had Marvel Infinite. Uh, but unfortunately, on Friday, there were some issues with uh, timing, the length of the finals taking longer than expected. Uh, Arms, in particular, went something in the neighborhood of two and a half hours when it was slated for one hour for their mm -hmm. top four. Uh, so you had a situation where uh, the last two games scheduled for the night, Pokin and Marvel Infinite, had their finals delayed three, three and a half hours uh, before beyond what they were told to be ready for. So it was an unfortunate situation. So, yeah, uh, that was unfortunate. And uh, as you mentioned, Marvel Infinite uh, was taken again by Cyber Agent Japan, who has won every tournament he's ever entered for the game by his own admission. Are, are we still live? Yeah, Screens. The computer is having some issues, but we're good. Okay. Wizard might have come in and uh, put the <laughs> stop. So, we're, yeah, so no, but Wizard can't take us down. Nothing can take us down. We are best of five. Um, should we, we move into the main Evo games then? Well, okay. We should probably talk about them in reverse order since, uh, someone's going to have to leave a little early. Oh yeah. I forgot to mention, I will be leaving right at seven. 
Unfortunately, I have duties to attend to that are not more important than best of five, but that will not let me miss them like my gracious best of five compatriots will. So so you're saying we're too nice. So we're saying that you guys are too nice to me, and I can take advantage of that by leaving early. At least you admit it. That's all I care about. Oh, yeah, and before we get into the games, I also commentated, so you should go back and watch a Twitch archive and leave nice comments in reverse. Um, that'd be good. So I could screen cap those. What was, uh, did you go back and watch yourself? I did a little bit. Did, did you look at what uh, the things that people were saying about oh, you? Yeah. So there was some interesting ones, of course, you know, you have your boring comments like, Oh, nice job. Like that was, I learned something from that. Then you had people telling me I looked like all sorts of things. Oh man. I can't remember his name, oh, but there was a few. There was a few great ones. I, I linked a few on Twitter if you want to go see those. Someone told me I looked uh, looked like James Franco had been beaten up. <laughs> I'd been told I looked like various versions of Mac from Always Sunny and Be. It, it's always that I looked beaten up. Like Mac got beaten up. Like James Franco got beaten up. I've gotten that the I, I'm like the fourth Jonas brother who had been beaten up. I've gotten Jonas brothers before myself. So yeah. I'm always beaten up. I think that's because I have a sty permanently in one of my eyes. So my eye is always half closed. Um, like Tom Yorkie of uh, Radiohead fame. I know his name's Tom York. Um, the, the best one I ever got when I first started the show is that someone said I look like uh, Dave Chappelle when he was at, uh, playing a white guy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that, that's you. <laughs> Why am I mad at the baby? Baby didn't do... Camila's innocent. She didn't do anything. She is innocent. And so, moving on to the Evo games, finally. Uh, we're going to start with the, the last game of Evo, which was Street Fighter V. And we'll start by talking about our fantasy contest, which I don't want to talk about because I didn't win. No, you did not. John, did you win? Uh, I won because I scored 420 points. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, you, you scored 420 points, but that was not a win. You lost to Efren, and three of his entrants didn't even show up. Yeah, but also, <laughs> are any of you mad at me for my picks? Like, those are legit picks. This was just a wonky-ass Evo. It was where, wonky Evo. Where an I, thought Di I, thought, I honestly thought your team was quite literally the best one possible. Not even half of Efren's picks. <laughs> hey, and I got him a point. And you were the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what's you know what's sad hmm. had had grand finals gone the other way he would have won yeah yeah no if tokido had won everyone would have won and, and i i, I would have been way more salty about that than probably. no but steve won and steve deserved to win steve had three people in the top eight problem x gotcha kun and fujimura and problem x who I've been a huge fan of, but under admittedly undersold a little bit going into this, proved everybody wrong by winning Evo. And I think one great thing about this is that I haven't seen a lot of negativity. People seem pretty generally impressed with Problem X, which they should be, because he played out of say? his mind. What would they say? Like something to the same effect that we heard about Mena, where it's like you're playing this goofy, non-legit Street Fighter V game with Birdie. Like, does that transfer to Bison? No, no. Well, has, I mean, when's the last time anyone legitimately complained about Bison? Like he's annoying, but he's been nerfed several times at this point. Like his most annoying moves were nerfed. 
he was making highlight real plays just day in, day out, dashing through fireballs, making great V-trigger v setups, just overall outplaying his opponents, and he totally deserved it. He took it. Uh, he made it to winners. He lost the first set of grand finals, and then he dominated the second set. Pretty, pretty Rio, hard. right? Yeah, yeah I, and he's been garnering this, this, um, you know, like a, a reputation. I remember the first time I saw Problem X, he was playing Seth against Justin Wong and beat right. Justin Wong. And at that point, everyone was like, "Who's this new kid? Uh, he probably got lucky. He was doing random Seth stuff. Like everybody gets one." Um, and then, of course, since then. He's had this long legacy and track record of either winning events or doing very well in events, uh, showcasing that he's absolutely a strong player, um, that he knows what he's doing. And so I think he's had more time to grow his um, validity in the public eye, if you will. And I think that might transfer to uh, to how people are receiving him. But yeah, I don't think anyone's really upset. It's like it's like the UK's first Evo win, right? As far as this Street is the Fighter first non-Asian Street Fighter win. Since like the revolution of fighting games in two thousand nine. Oh, Luffy! Sorry, Luffy. sorry. So there's the second I mean, one. Both European. So right. And then and then uh, not only that, but for the UK, first one uh, from the UK to win a main Evo game since twenty oh eight. Ryan Hart winning uh, Tekken five. Tekken, yeah. So it's been a while. Uh, he got he got some nice money for it too. Uh, do we have the results screen for to, uh, not that one? Yeah. yeah, there we go. Thirty, just under thirty five thousand dollars. So nice chunk of change for him. Uh, Tokido taking home fifteen thousand for his second place finish. How impressive is that? Grand finals, back to back years. Yeah. That is crazy. And, and he won, Capcom Cup Grand Finals. And, and second in Capcom Cup as well. So, I mean, the last three of the super major tournaments, Tokido has been in the Grand Finals. And he won Watch one of them. that guy. He's going to be doing good. Now, if we're using the NBA argument, that means he sucks like LeBron James. But that's a, right. that's a story for a different day. Yeah. <laughs> but, so. yeah, it was, a, it was a great Street Fighter V uh, top eight. Notably, we saw zero camis which was a big deal. We saw two Mikas and two, two Abigails. Oh, wait. And yeah. Now, here's the thing, though, and I want to tell everyone don't, in the chat that. Don't even say it. Uh, I know where you're going. I don't Evo like was not going. a premiere. Now, there it is. He said it. It wasn't. It's an mm -hmm. Evo tier event. There's Evo, premieres, and then rankings. So, do so theoretically, I was right. And and still no Abigails have won a, right. a premier Donka. event. You you so, dropped from from Lord all the way down to a. a, a so surf, I'm still Lord Donka. Donka. No, no, you're definitely not. You're peasant Donka. That being said, with how nice a guy I am, I'm still going to give away those CPT costumes. I'm I've I've gone Donka above and beyond here. I'm going to give away Chun Li costumes to the fans. Um, I'll have more details on that for next show. I have to go rewatch and say what I was going to give away because I don't remember exactly what the terms were. I said something about Chun-Li costumes. So, so now you're trying to play the merciful angle? So I am, the, the I'm going to give away some Chun-Li costumes next show. What a great guy. I'm a, yes. Thank you, John. I appreciate what that. Notably, what one of those Mikas I mentioned was uh, Luffy. Who has now been sponsored by Besiktas? 
Besiktas, yes. Uh, one of the top European football clubs. They've got a lot more going on than just soccer. Uh, they're dabbing into esports, and they picked up Luffy uh, over the Evo weekend. So he's still with Red Bull as well. So double dipping on that sponsorship. Congratulations to him. Uh, good week, good debut weekend for uh, the French star. Uh, but I think we got to go back to the contest that we had because we also laid out the challenge to the fans. We did. We did lay out a challenge to the fans and let us know what happened. Well, it, it was a little oh, unfair because, yeah, yeah, you did. You did. John sucks. <laughs> you still lost all those guys. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> my t- My picks were not bad. Like, they weren't. It just—it's like, oh my gosh. Uh, but uh, Biken Stomps is the person who had the best team out of the players that we did not pick. Uh, their squad of Luffy, Mena, Haitani, Oil King, and Itazan is good enough for the win. So we will be reaching out to you after the show and uh, figuring out how you uh, want your pizza because I think you're in Brazil. So it's going to be a little more complex than. Uh, we had Ilan was actually just telling us about Brazilian pizzas before the show. You eat them with a fork. It's weird. It's nothing like real pizza. Put mustard on them. It's weird. Elon's like Elon is so close to turning on the mic and, and chiming in right now, but he's he's held back. Voice of God about pizza. Do it. Okay. Please do. Please do. I and, challenge. And the last thing I'd just like to say is, as I said, like the character variety in top eight was strange, right? We actually had two repeat characters, but they weren't characters you would think. There were zero Minots in top eight. There were zero Camis in top eight. And instead we had four grapplers, like four pure grappler characters. And, and I guess there's like, there's room for like, do grapplers do better at Evo? Is that type of character better in an environment with 2,500 players where you're tired by the end? Uh, is Cami not as broken as we thought? Who knows? Uh, but... It was exciting seeing Bison win, and he was the only Bison that made it nearly that far. Uh, I think he's the first Bison other than himself. I don't think any other Bisons have won really premier events this, this season at all, and not many rankings either. So good stuff. And I think it looked, I think it looked good for Street Fighter V in a season that had been looking worse balance-wise. Can you yeah. list off the characters um, that were used in Top 8 real quick? Well, it was Birdie... Bison, or not Birdie, it was Bison, to, uh, Tokido playing Akuma, uh, Gachi-kun's Rashid, uh, two Abigails, two Mikas, and then who was the last character? Well, when you say two Abigails, do you mean, it was like, Cool Kid, X's? okay, so yeah, so there's actually another, because there was Cool Kid and Problem X, who didn't use him in Top 8. Yeah, There I was Luffy Bison. and Fudo on Mika. And then you had Kaba's Guile. Kaba's Guile. Yeah. Interesting. And what's really interesting about Kaba is we almost had Fujimura, two Buki. Dominican Yeah, we almost had two Dominican players in top eight. Because Mena was Yeah, uh, Mena got ninth. And that's ninth. that's that's another thing I'd like to bring up is that Mena has been like talked about for his results this season. You know, he got ninth at Evo Japan, he got ninth at Evo, he won Texas Showdown, which was a ranking event, and he's I mean, he's still going he's on pace to qualify for E for Capcom Cup based on points. And not yeah. just having qualified automatically. So, yeah, he's he's playing he's still well. very everyone very good. Just, yeah, everyone expects him to be the best 
or at least will take shots at him for not being the best if he's not. Mm-hmm. You know, and he and he did talk some some stuff. He did say he was going to win. Uh, it was almost a miracle that he got there because yeah. uh, there were those travel issues that got uh, that almost got him. It did get uh, Dominion late to his to his pool. So uh, thankful that he was able to make it out and perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm thankful. And I was Kaba. Was, yeah, Kaba as well. And I'm thankful I was able to stay up for it because that was a long, long day. Yeah, several several of the grand finals went over their slots. I was shocked. DBZ actually didn't go as far over as I thought it would. The numbers of the grand finals were pretty close. It was anywhere from two to three hours, really. But, yeah, it, it ended up with Street Fighter going quite late, ending uh, starting at 9 instead of 7.30 and then ending right at midnight, basically. So local and yeah, and that's local time. And that's the earliest so. midnight of all of the U.S. So yeah, the rest of the U.S. was watching that at one, two, or even three in the morning. Yeah, what really killed it is uh, the gap between the games, because if you look at each title, nothing really ran over what it was supposed to. I mean, melee was one of the shortest run times of Sunday, and you never say that. I was two and a half hours, but what killed it is there those big gaps between the games where the announcements came in, like Guilty Gear, uh, when the Arc Revo Tour, which we'll talk about later, got announced 35 minutes before that next game started, uh, 25 minutes between Smash and Tekken, 30 minutes between Tekken and Street Fighter, uh, Dragon Ball, 50 minutes between Dragon Ball, the end of Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Fighters, excuse me, and Street Fighter Five. I don't. There's got to be a better way. If, if, if no, and they started about as early as they could have too. So yeah, they're gonna have to figure out an alternate way to make this go faster. Because I mean, you can't start earlier than 8 a.m. I think that would be unfair to the players. So, you think it's just one too many games? Yeah, you might have to cut lineup? out a game. I mean, you're you're at that point where maybe you need to have four fighting games and then take out Smash, right? Well, I wouldn't even go that because Smash is going to bring no, the attention. No, of course, Smash will probably to- be on Sunday forever. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting question because it looks like but- five with announcements is too many. Yeah, and I mean, I don't see any game really making the Sunday stage anymore without having something to announce. Like, even there was even a minor announcement for Smash this year, and, and Nintendo avoids the competitive scene like a plague. But I don't know. Maybe you go top sixes for all the games. Maybe you do one or two games that are top four. I don't, I don't know how you do it, but I don't... Maybe you go four games instead of five. That being, yeah, that being said, for all we're hating on the time, I think the reveals were pretty killer this year. And I'd like to point out, you know, Street Fighter V's reveal, which was that not only were Sagat and G's trailers shown, they dropped the bomb on the end that they were coming out the next day. You can currently uh. log on and Street Fighter V, Sagat and G are both playable in the game right now. They're both super cool. I think people are pretty excited about them. The trailers were killer. And and honestly, compared to last year's trailer where they definitely lost top eight, as far as reveals went, this year it seems like they they may have won. People, 
people are I super mean, excited about this. There's really nothing you can possibly complain about. The characters look good. Their animations are actually good. They feel fleshed out. I mean, it's they, they made it happen. Yeah, and it was an acknowledgement on the things that people have been directly complaining about. Um, you know, getting getting these characters, uh, getting more than one reveal, like a, like an evil worthy reveal. Where, like you said last year, it was just Abigail, and he was like incorrectly like uh, he was he was bigger than he was supposed to be, so he looked even more goofy. And then plus the decisions with him being like a, a weird car fetish guy or whatever. Uh, but then this year, like he's, you have the the magic and the the allure of the newness of G, and then the epicness of Sagat. Pretty much, I think how people expected to see him, um, with what they know about Sagat and what they know about Street Fighter V. So like they delivered it. it. Sagat was an easy home run. They hit it, and then they went the extra mile and said, not only this, but you guys don't have to wait. You can play this tomorrow. And that like. That hasn't really been the case with Street Fighter V. It's always been like, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to delay. Uh, we're behind schedule. Things aren't going to work out as well. Um, and then this is how we wanted things to be from like day one. And so for them to do this at EVO, it was a, it's it's a very much a good faith thing. It has the community um, for at least the time being in good standing with the company. Like people are happy about it. It was a good look all around for Capcom and Street Fighter. Yeah, two characters at a time should be the standard going forward, in my opinion. They really hit it out of the park. If you look at like any pro player's Twitter, they're hyped about one of them at least. Sometimes mm -hmm. when you release one character at a time, you're like, man, not for me. But between G and Sagat, I think they've gotten most people at least a little bit excited. Now and it's a brand you... new one and an old one. Yeah, so exactly, like right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they, they, they hit it out of the park. Now, mm -hmm. would you accept a longer gap between characters if they were if they went two at a time i would personally but sure see so you mean I, like a like a like a four month gap and then we get two and they're they released at the same time like i i i think you if they go that route next next season assuming there will be a next season that will probably you know three months two three months between pairs of characters you know, i think they've caught up well, because it still takes time to develop these yeah. characters. So it's not just snap your fingers and it's done. Right. So, well, and like in season one, the whole thing with like Balrog and Ibuki, I forget who was supposed to come out first, but there was a delay. And then they said, you know, we'll release these characters as soon as we finish them, like as soon as we can. And it felt very much like Capcom was just behind and playing catch up. Well, this season, we got Arcade Edition, and we got Sakura, and then one month later, we got Blanca, and then they started on the two-month schedule, which is kind of like the standard that's been established, unspoken. But And then, of course, these two coming out together only one month after Cody. It's like they've caught up, they're, they're going, and what they could be doing now is probably getting ahead of the game if they wanted to. I don't know what's planned um, you know, for, for next year, for the remainder of this year, but I really do think that you could get the you know the majority of your season four ready now and then release them quickly over the next year and, and further you know further hype up your audience yeah and another and another thing i saw mentioned by logan was you know you can practice and maybe have these characters ready by capcom cup like it's early august and capcom cups in december this is much better than a character getting released at the end of october where you know no one's going to have the gall to pull them out two months later at the biggest tournament. At this point, Bonchan, who has a very good chance of qualifying for the Capcom Cup, we may see his Sagat there 
And I think people mm. like that. And I think that's exciting. He's already playing him. He already looks really good with him. Uh, thank you, by the way, to Unsung Hero. Hero for subscribing. Thank you. Um, and yeah. And I'd and I like to mention further that I think G and Sagat are both pretty cool. Sagat's fireball frame data is actually better than it was in Street Fighter 4. So watch out for that. Like his fireballs feel very strong in a game. He looks like a legit zoner. Yeah, like yeah. he can actually zone. His DP anterior is really good. He's got some slow normals and stuff like that. So we'll see where he actually ends up. But the zoning itself feels intact. And then G is unlike anything we've ever seen. And he's an extremely he's an momentum based character. Like he's really absurdly powerful in level three. And he's one of the worst characters in the game at level one. So, so like a Hakan situation? It's kind of like a Hakan situation a little bit. Where like, but but it, even more extreme. Maybe even more extreme, exactly. Where if you let him get started, he can really go. But before that, it's going to be... It's tough. I actually... And I'm like Mr. Negative, right? I'm always complaining about characters. I think G is decent. Like, I think his V-Trigger is insane. I think he's really good in level 3. I'm excited to see him. Thanks to June Cyanide for subscribing. Thank you. The one thing I have to knock Capcom for is that President of the World is not a release single yet. That song has been stuck in my head since Sunday night. Like, if we can get more Dell the Funky Homo Sapien in my life, I am all for it. <laughs> Fair. Uh, moving on, unless anyone else has anything to say from Street Fighter. Uh, let's take it over to the biggest game in terms of entrance and in terms of viewers and in terms of viewers but not in terms of money not in terms of money dragon ball fighter z why do i keep saying fighter z it's, it's that, still new yeah it, i should know better but i don't uh sonic fox ended up taking that over goichi not without some controversy uh fenrich third moke fourth uh kazunoko no no kami I don't know how many people would expect him to be the second best finishing American in this field uh, with Hook and God not making top 16, uh, finishing ahead of Super Noon, uh, ahead of Nakiel. Uh, great weekend for him. Uh, yeah, and he's been you. killing it lately. He made he made uh, second or third at Defend the North. He got uh, either top eight or right outside of it at CEO. And he made a post right after, you know, online is viable. That's how I train. And he's he's made it work. He got fifth at Evo. Good job to him. But, mm -hmm. of course, first place was Sonic Fox. Uh, the controversy you mentioned was that Sonic Fox got beat pretty bad in the first set of grand finals. And afterwards, he called for a side switch, which is within the rules. Uh, and actually, you can call for a side switch in between every game if you so choose, was what came out afterwards. But he called for it after the reset of Grand Finals. There was some miscommunication. Goichi obviously not speaking English. Uh, and then after he found out what it was, they had to flip a coin for who would get player one side. Sonic won and then proceeded to dominate set two of Grand Finals. And this upset some people. And it's one of those things where it's in the rules. You know, they should have... I feel like they should have been able to implement those rules more quickly. I don't necessarily know if we need that rule in the book anymore. You know, flip for side switch uh, for the set and leave it at the set. But which even if that was the case, he'd still be able to do it. But I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, 
I just wish it would have been handled more quickly. Yeah, that's that's basically where I'm at. I think the whole like momentum killing thing is part of the game. Like we have in professional sports, icing has been a strategy since the beginning of time. And Sonic came out and said, and I honestly do think Sonic would admit if he was icing him. He said, no, I just practice on player one side. I feel more comfortable there. And I knew it was in the rules, so I did it. And I think you know, that's fair. I mean, it's it like, uh, should we have side switches automatically happen in fighting games? Who knows? I mean, that happens in other sports, right? We it happens in football. In, uh, it happens in tennis. Yeah, the the beginning of Street Fighter. It even 5, happens in basketball. Beta. It happens in every in most pro sports. Yeah. See, I don't think I don't know how feasible it is, though. Well, uh, should it be built know. into the games? It like, was in Street Fighter Five before the game dropped. Remember when we first saw it? The, the characters switched sides after every round. They did. You're right about that. I think they did. They did do that. And we have some games where you start on the side you died on. So mm -hmm. it's going to be an interesting question because obviously uh, I think seeing Sonic do this and between that and seeing the commercial break at E League. I think you're going to start seeing people win the first set or lose the first set of grand finals and start stalling for time uh, in various ways. So it's going to be interesting to see how we deal with that. However we deal with it, I just hope it's codified quickly. Yeah. You know, we pick one standard and we stick to it. Like, even if we say mandatory, like two, three minute break uh, after a reset. There we go. Just so it's out of everybody's hands. I, I think that's a good idea. I think what you just said makes makes some sense. So, and I think it's fair to want time after reset. You just played a three out of five, right? I mean, that's not tech, in, in most situations, you'd be taking a much longer break than three minutes. So I think it's fair to expect. One. See what I think the biggest loser in all of this though, has to be apology man. Cause he's thinking back to that set a few years back in Marvel against uh, KBR. And he's thinking, why didn't I ask for this? Yeah. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> in a game where it actually made a difference. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Obviously, it was it, it was much different for him like Apology Man was famous at that point for picking player one side cuz he was better at doing the instant or fireballs on that side. Um, but yeah, Sonic Fox won. Uh, I think undeniably at this point he has taken over the role as number 1 DBFZ player. Uh, those two have certainly solidified themselves as one and two beyond any shadow of a doubt. I, I think it's more 1A and 1B. Yeah, I mean, that's just, fair. Okay, it's a who's better on that day. Because those two, and obviously Goichi kicked his ass one set and Sonic kicked it back the other. Uh, they're both very, and Goichi destroyed him in the exhibition the day before. So they, they, they've they shown that they are above the rest of the pack. And, you know, they're not unbeatable. Kazunoko's done it. Uh, Hook and God has done it. But they're, they're the best. Should we jump into the... Uh Block grab. Yeah, I guess uh, since unfortunately I'll be having to go in 10 minutes, uh, we will go to the block grab, and then John and Steve will take you through the rest of the games that happened at EVO. So let's do that. Hold on. We'll do that as soon as we can. There you go. grab. Block grab. And so on tonight's block grab, we're going to be doing what we love to do best, which is rate costumes. That come out of games, right? It's, a, it's the most entertaining thing we can possibly do is see how Capcom and other companies have decided to model the characters within their video games. 
And this week, we've got a few, uh, if we want to pull those up. Oh, you haven't seen these yet, have you? I haven't seen them yet. Oh, okay. So we have the actual swimsuit versions of the swimsuit costumes. Wait, is that technically a onesie? Well, we're going to get into it right now with this block grab. John, block or grab? Jury swimsuit. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm going to grab that. I don't know if that's technically a onesie or not. It's connected all together, right? And, and it's also very sexual and, and grab. Steve? I, I, I think having the boots on the boots and, are ridiculous. and the bikini <laughs> is a bit questionable. But, you know, I like in the back the how it ties is sort of reminiscent of a spider fits in with her character. I got to grab. I, I, I think it, I, I think it fits her. So you're telling me that jury's original swimsuit costume was her wearing a jacket, a shirt, no pants and boots. Right. And so yeah, you can oh, say, this Oh, is the no pants. Pack. That's, that's jury's cover up to go swimming. <laughs> Then she's actually going swimming, right? She's taking off the jacket. But she didn't take off the boots? Is there a third version? Where she's actually ready to get in the water? <laughs> That's how she swims, you know. You need that traction in the sand. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That makes no uh, sense at all. Uh, and I'm still going to grab. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it looks cool. So there you go, Elon. I think you were going to join in on this block grab. Uh, no. uh, I, yeah, I guess I'll grab whatever. Okay, Elon grabs. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So enthusiastically. All right, moving on to swimsuit. Wait, what? Wait, so she opens it up to reveal that she's wearing a swimsuit underneath and then gets rid of... No, no, no. The, the original version that was just all closed. So this is the Easter egg version of every costume. So she yeah. unzipped okay. it. Yeah. Okay, John, she block, block or grab. Uh, I don't care. This one's like it's fine. It, it's a costume, but it does nothing for me. Like I don't go. Oh, that was smart. Or oh, that's you know that's something interesting. So, I mean, yeah, it's a swimsuit. Whatever. I don't care. So I'm gonna block. I I, I gotta I gotta block. You know, some people about that. Japanese schoolgirl swimsuit life. I am not among them. That is a, a big block for me. Show me that again. <laughs> need more boots. I guess I'm not like as angry. I, I mean, yet again, we're still in the pro. Like, I feel like this has to be pack two of three. Where like we started off, they're going to the pool. <laughs> now we caught them halfway through getting ready to get in. And so Jury's still wearing her boots she hasn't unzipped, and Sakura still hasn't taken off the jacket. And so if we're going by that angle and we're waiting for the third Easter egg costume to be revealed, I guess I'll, I'll grab. It kind of looks like something Sakura would wear to a swimming excursion. It's fine. People who play uh -huh. Sakura probably like that. So there you go. Well, people who play soccer like a lot of things. All and, right. And, and, uh, uh, and Elon. Yeah, this costume reminds me of an ex-girlfriend from college who was on the swim team, so block. Ah. Did we spend the rest of the show just uh, talking about that? Oh, God, no. I, I, I would not. Yeah. I would That's not a hella block. That anybody. 
<laughs> Moving right, on. How many of these do we have? Is it three or four? Five? Five. Five. Colleen. Okay, yeah, number three. I wish we had the side-by-side. Um, yeah, what's changed about this one? Uh, this was... She had the uh, butterfly wings before. Oh, that was the best. Oh, yeah, that. I mean, I'm going to just block because he took away the only good thing about the whole costume. Yeah, dumb. It's Yeah, it's no better than... Nothing uh, about this it, is swimming. It's a downgrade. It's a downgrade. That is a big block. Big yeah, and it's, it's still beach ball, volleyball, whatever, something to do with the water. Uh, missed opportunity. Extra block. Double block. Yeah, that yeah one. that one, that one blocks, sucks. Yeah. I'm gonna grab it just because it um, looks like it looks here. like there's a little smiley face on the bowling ball or whatever. I'm down. <laughs> All right, let's go to number four because this one sucks. Okay, here's Colleen. Um, she's she's ditched the bison uh, the bison type coat. She's still wearing a hat, so under my rules, she's still only halfway to the pool. <laughs> um, I liked it with the coat a lot better. So, yet again, this feels like a downgrade to me. I'm going to block. She this looks good, though. She looks real good. You know what I don't like uh, in Street Fighter Five? Maybe it's only the, the girl characters. I'm, I'm not sure. But, like, when they don't have anything on their entire arm or leg, it, it looks weird to me. And maybe it's because, like, the feet and the hands in Street Fighter, are like they, they draw them or they animate them uh, a little bit bigger. So they look different. But if there's nothing, like... Like a like a bracelet or, or an armband or something like that to like kind of break up the the her muscles are too much for you, John. I think so. I'm intimidated by it. Yeah, I had a bad relationship with my mom, so now I have a problem with all that kind of stuff. Okay. Anyways, um, I don't really like this one though that much. It doesn't really again doesn't really do anything for me. And there are some pretty badass Colleen costumes that it comes up against, and that might be the same situation Manat's going through. It's like yeah, she's got some other really good ones, so I'm comparing it naturally to those. In any case. Uh, dislike I'm, I'm gonna block this one this feels the hat makes it feel like she's a mom that's going to take her little kid into the pool into the water oh well now but i'm not gonna glad. go any farther than waist high so i gotta respect motherhood i'm grabbing i grab now that you said it like that and i'm gonna block just because the knees look real weird <laughs> thank you alon yes they look like weird fa like weird faces or clouds or something all right so we're back with the last costume and i really got to get out of here so let's let's see how good it is Ooh, she's pretty naked <laughs> i mean it like legitimately like i've seen that girl at the beach almost exactly it's like one of the most normal costumes in street fighter four five other than the pole she's holding that would be a little weird <laughs> But, like, she's wearing sandals. That makes sense. She's wearing a bikini that you could buy at a store. And then she, like, will ignore the pull. She needs that to fight. <laughs> it could have been, like, an umbrella, Water maybe. Polo. I don't know. But an umbrella, like, a, that would have been weird, too, actually. I don't know what else it could have been. Could have been, like, a nude pool noodle. Look okay too, pool so noodle that's... would be. Oh, why, why doesn't she have a fun noodle? She now should have I a pool noodle. That, it's... Even if it were shorter than the pole. And and she lost. <laughs> she was worse because of it. It would still be good. Fishing pole would have been great too. Uh, again, missed opportunity. Damn it. <sighs> I you know, feel it, like this costume defines some of my issues with alternate costumes in general, which is it starts to like make the characters not look like themselves in the first place. Yeah. 
So she was I'm, also the most covered up, and then with this, she's like the least covered up. I'm gonna have to block because it's just uninspired, and I can barely tell it's Falk other than the pole. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab simply because you know the buttons on the bikini bottom make it feel cool. old school, and it feels very much in line with her. So now, I'm gonna grab her. Her original had the big old like trench coat, right, and then yeah. the like the cap from like the 1920s or something yeah. like that. If they left the cap on, then that would have been hilarious, and I would grab. But yeah, I mean, I do appreciate the buttons, Steve. They are a nice touch. And uh, the sandals, eh, whatever. I don't know. It, it it does feel uninspired. It's just Falk in a bikini. Maybe some of the colors look better, but this one that I'm seeing here does look fairly uninspired. So I'm gonna block. Do you have a, Do you have input on? I just really love the fact that this is like a character is wearing swimsuits, and John is complaining that it's just Falk in a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm a grand based We've on complained that. about characters wearing non-swimsuits. We've complained that they're just wearing really? swimsuits. Uh, you're really going to have to to go into left field to please us, Capcom. Apparently, the butterfly wings were a hit. So yeah. maybe more of those. If it's something that's cool and inspiring, and when you when the character has like the staff or the or the orb, it's like there's so much potential there, and they've done it with Minot. Like it's a book when she's in her schoolgirl costume and I don't know if they've changed it to other stuff, I guess a Christmas ornament, but it's like, those are opportunities to be creative and awesome. And they're not taking them with these. The so best like, one was Karen's, I think, which just looked like something Karen would have worn to the beach. Sure. That sure. being said, unfortunately, I'm going to have to head out a little early. Uh, John and Steve will still be here to talk about the rest of the Evo games So stick around. Well, that happens. I'll be back at the normal time last week, next week, not last week. You, you'll, you're going in the DeLorean? Back to the future. Well, I've done it before. And he's oh, just fun. Faded out perfectly with that. That's great. Now it's just the three of us. Yeah. You and me. What's up, man? Uh, I don't know. You have the paper in front of you. I have the paper in front of me, so I guess I decide what we're talking about. Uh, and that's going to be Tekken. Uh, All right. Yeah, that was an insane top eight, uh, especially considering the American who made it the farthest wasn't necessarily the guy who everyone expected. I've been hearing about Lil Majin pretty consistently since this. And I remember seeing some of this top eight. And as a non-Tekken player, first of all, I've said it before. I'll say it again. This game is hype even if you don't play it. Slowdowns at the end of rounds are the best thing ever, and they need to become a standard in fighting games. Um, this is a very watchable game, and we've seen it growing. And then to see how Evo 2018 Tekken 7 Top 8 played out, I think, did justice to the ever-emerging story that is the Tekken 7 tale. Exactly. Um, just looking at not just the excitement about the tournament itself, but the individual matches uh you had dune 2 who put on a clinic once again uh this year in losers you had freaking uh the match between jdcr and lil majin was probably one of the most exciting matches you've seen in a long time because it was like jdr won the first set convincingly and it and you thought because it's the first match of top eight lil majin was the feel-good story the american that not everyone expected to be the guy uh doing well 
and you thought, okay, he's going to make his token appearance. JDCR is going to do his thing, and you know it'll be a two zero. We're done. But then comes back in game two, runs that back, gets close to winning in game three. JDCR pulls out a clutch round uh, to extend the set, and you think, okay, here's where it all falls apart. But then he, he, he clutches it out, he pulls through, and King by himself is hype. Now, I was going to say that. He's a character that, first of all, has been around for forever, but he's wearing a, a tiger mask, um, you know, uh, that, that traditional kind of like specific Mexican wrestling heritage sort of a thing. And he's freaking th- power bombing you and doing giant swings and stuff all over the stage. It's like he, he's one of the perfect characters for this kind of a thing to happen with. It was beautiful through and through. Yeah. Um, it was a great show all weekend. Uh, 1,500 oh, entrants. Sorry, Jaguar. I bet. Yeah. 1,500 entrants. Lar- 1,547 to be exact. Largest Tekken tournament in history. Um, and yeah, you had two Koreans in grand final, but it wasn't the two you expected. You know, you always think, oh, it's going to be JDCR. It's going to be Saint. Saint didn't even make top eight. He got put out. Uh, Kudans has been sort of I, I hate saying up and down because he's still getting top eight consistently, but you know, not necessarily at the level you expect kind of, of the rating champion. Right. And low high uh, has been pretty good, but hasn't necessarily been the guy. So surprises in the top eight uh, book continuing his incredible year. You know, you, you don't necessarily expect Thailand to produce top tier talent, but no. here he is. Make it top I heard, eight. I heard that he was kind of a, uh, a very charismatic, like a like a fan favorite, just because of uh, either his his play style or something. Um, but then uh, then so was Rangchu because he just plays bears, right? Yeah, Rangchu <laughs> Panda, uh, and you had the Afro uh, Cherry Cherry, the best hairstyle in all of top eight. At one point, my hair did look like that. I swear to you, not even. Can we joking. get pics for next week's show, please. Uh, it, I'll have to find them because they were like when I was like four or five. I mean, I got a picture from, from when I was four or five, so I think it's it's apt that you do it too. Uh, I will try. Uh, I, I'll have to do some digging in my uh, at my mom's place. Uh, but that wasn't the only Tekken related thing we saw. Um, before we get into that, though. A uh, couple new characters got a news announced for uh, Soul Calibur Six, Astaroth and Sing Me Na coming back to the series. Astaroth is the dude with the giant. Is it axe? He's, he's got the like the executioner. Yeah, he, 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 he he's a big body. He, he's one of the biggest of big bodies. Yeah, similar to like Nightmare and such. And he looks pretty good. I, I feel like he's. Um, He's definitely a fan favorite. He's the kind of character that certain players can get behind either because they like that style or just the the you know visual appearance of the character. But like, oh, this game already looks beautiful and uh, <laughs> brutal the way he's just going in like this. Oh yeah. Um, at, uh, they actually had a top eight for Soul Calibur Six uh, that aired on Friday night. I haven't had a chance to watch any of it. Uh, but I've heard a lot of people saying it was a really, really exciting top eight. So uh, that will be on the Evo archive, the main channel archive at the end of Friday night. So if you get a chance to check that out, do that at some point. 
but that was revealed before Tekken. What was revealed after Tekken was the Season 2 pass, which we had all sort of figured would happen. Uh, and it's got some new mechanics, some an interesting wall-bound sort of mechanic that's sort of new. Uh, you've got new ca- uh, new rates that appear on a lot of characters, and some returning characters in the form of uh, tear you to <coughs> excuse me, in the form of Anna and Lei coming back. So. People are losing their mind about Anna. Like she's a she's a fan favorite for sure. And then people say they can't recognize Lei. Is that I, I don't know. I'm I'm that's kind of out of my my reach, my threshold here. It looks a little different, but not. You know, I I wouldn't say it's like a complete complete redesign personally, but. Uh, What's interesting is that it looks like he has five different uh, rage drives, which is going to be a much to deal with. But of course, that's not the character that everyone is talking about. No, Every- no? Oh, no. There was a third one that got revealed. Uh, what fighting game is this character out of? That is... That, uh... Um, that... I don't know. The <laughs> Negan from The Walking Dead. Bring seal, bring in the baseball bat wrapped in barbed pig, wire to Tekken 7. Can Why? we talk about this? I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't watch Walking Dead. So him being in the game doesn't really do all that much for me. But <laughs> it, 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 it feels like there are no rules now. They can get anybody they want. Everything is off the ta- on the table in terms of uh, guest appearances. Yeah, that's it's it's strange. Like we had, I mean, we've had characters. Uh, what like we had Spawn in in uh, Soul Calibur so many years ago, right? So like that kind of opened things up. Negan, uh, oh, there's a lot to say here. I don't want to go crazy. He doesn't really make sense for Tekken. Now I'm not saying it's a bad call because. I do watch The Walking Dead, although I haven't seen the most recent season. Um, but as a person that watches Walking Dead and as a person that plays fighting games, I go, okay, he's a he's a good character for this. I can see him fighting. He's got a bat that's wrapped in barbed wire. He's not afraid to use it. Great. He fits in a, in a fighting game. That fighting game, this one, Mortal Kombat. Right. Like, you think Negan, Mortal Kombat, he would fit perfectly along with, you know, like Freddy and Jason and Leatherface and such. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, there's not much in the way of like blood or gore in Tekken. So it's like, hey, you got a bat with, with, I mean, you don't have to have these things. You don't have to have it be bloody and such. But it just feels like when you have Mortal Kombat out there, it's weird to have this character in Tekken. Again, not a wrong move, just a really weird and out of left field move and like Tekken it just the 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 culture of it doesn't seem to really have much of a place for a character like this at least and that's that's just all off the cuff initial thoughts I mean I do want to see what happens like I want to see Negan gameplay I want to see how they how they animate him what he looks like if he's good I mean it's ultimately a welcome thing it's just a really weird decision to make and like you said it takes the boundaries and just shoots them off in in both directions like infinitely it's like anyone could be a guest character in fighting games now which is like a good and maybe bad thing too there's that that deserves some more digging i guess and more kind of you know delving into but 
Strange. Yeah, let me chime in real quick. Uh, one thing, so I'm a Tekken head, uh, and I also did watch bits and pieces of The Walking Dead, and I also read the comics. Uh, what's crazy is Negan, as a character, not if you take him out, out of context, out of The Walking Dead uh, universe, I think he makes perfect sense for Tekken. Just because, Ooh, like, the, yeah, just the, the way he looks, the way he dresses, and the way he handles himself, right? He's kind of, like, the super ultra cocky dude who, like, orders everybody around and has, like, this air of bravado and confidence You about could see him. him messing around with, like, Geese Howard, right? Like, yeah. he, those two could be, like, on a team where, like, warring empires or something like that. He would be in the same room as Geese, you know it, what I mean? Exactly, and even taking it off of that, just the way he dresses, like, the leather with the red scarf, like, I think that fits into Tekken so crazy so crazily well and it took me it took me a couple of like i think it took me a whole night after i slept is when it sank in that's like oh shit negan from the walking dead's actually in tekken that's crazy but if you take it out of context out of the show out of like the whole blood and gore and zombie stuff i think he's a great fit for the game yeah yeah uh, I, I i just feel like he's not necessarily anyone was really begging for and there are a couple people that that people have been begging for namely kiryu um and so i don't i I don't know i'll i'll say this they tekken 7 as a whole has delivered um in terms of what they bring to the table so i feel like going to get a bit of uh, a bit of a pass or at least the benefit of the doubt I mean, no one's going to light a torch and and grab a pitchfork and go for Bandai because of this, right? Like, it's still a plus. Well, assuming Julia makes the cut, because people (laughs) really want Julia to come back. And it looks like there will be three additional characters. Uh, You gotta assume Julia's one of them. Do we have that image of the, of like, you have the two characters, and then, from what I remember... It was Negan at the end of the of the silhouettes or whatever, like the question marks. So there's like two characters. Yeah, here we go. And then, uh, okay, so maybe that's not even Negan, or or is it? Is that like the transition into? Yeah, it's the transition okay. into Negan. So yeah. that might mean that we're getting Negan at the very dun, end dun, of this dun, DLC dun. dump. And Walking Dead has, I mean, it's still maybe I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's certainly one of little the biggest pig, shows on television. So. You are going to get general reach, Let but, and I'll say, Negan is the character from Walking Dead that you would put in this. I mean, he's very celebrated, and there's a lot of reason to, like, he's, he's very charismatic and interesting and such. Um, but it's like, Walking Dead is sort of waning. Like, it's, it's getting towards the end, I would imagine, as far as a television show goes. Um, and that's separate from the comic. The comic is its own entity and everything as far as, like, its following and whatnot. But... Um, from what I've heard, it's like it's kind of fallen off, and depending on how long it takes to get this character out, it might be like kind of after the Walking Dead fact, if you will. Um, so that's another potential pothole. And then there's a lot of if this happens on that, you know, that train of thought. But it could also be that Negan comes out and is like, oh yeah, I forgot about that character because you know I only watched the show and the show's kind of over with, or people aren't as hype about it anymore. Um, but two years ago, like when Negan first came onto the television show, we were even talking about how he would be a great guest character, guest character in Mortal Kombat uh, X at the time. Um, and, and I still hold that it would be the case, but this is how things play out. We will see how that uh, plays out. So second season passed. They haven't announced all of the details yet, but it's coming. So um, be on the lookout for that. Uh, moving on to... 
Melee, everyone's favorite game uh, on Sunday, did really well in terms of viewers, but was not the top uh, viewer uh, game. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have the graphic for that, actually? Because that was something we didn't bring up or we didn't get to really talk about during Dragon Ball. Uh, but going according to GetHype.com, it was the third highest watched uh, game of the week of Sunday uh, with a peak of just under 200,000. You had Dragon Ball Fighters crack the 250 mark and Street Fighter V. Uh, at 215,000 on Twitch. Now, that peak did come when they were hosted by Ninja. Everybody loves mm. Ninja now. Yeah. He's best friends with Drake. <laughs> uh, but you see just how much viewership jumps up from Saturday to Sunday and how much of a spotlight uh, that being on Evo Sunday gives you. Uh, but... Going back to the melee results, it wasn't a huge surprise. Leffen uh, and Armada in grand finals, but Leffen did take the win over Armada. Uh, Plup finishing third, so two non-gods. I don't know. Those two are the guys you would expect to be. Some people consider them gods now, but when last I checked, they aren't officially so. Two mm-hmm. non-gods in top three is sort of ridiculous. You see Mewtwo King actually finishing tied for 13th, which was rough weekend for him. Yeah. Uh, Mango outside of top four. So, And no PPMD? Uh, PPMD retired, I thought. Yeah, so, so yeah. Um, no, I mean, because he's one of the gods too, right? Yeah, it's him, uh, Armada, Hungrybox, Mango, Mewtwo King. So. Mm-hmm. True. So, and then they, there wasn't an announcement, but there was an announcement of an announcement Hey-o. that there will be a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, themed uh, behind Smash Ultimate. So, who do you expect to see tomorrow? Are we getting a new character? Um, I, I think that they'll they'll trickle out with a few new characters. I mean, it could also just be like a new mode or something like that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different directions that they could take this. It could be both. Who knows? But I think it's like we have everybody in Smash Ultimate plus Ridley and Inkling. And I think, though, we'll still get a few more other guest characters to come in. A few new additions. Not a ton, but maybe like three more or so with a total of five newbies. I think that that would make people happy. Uh, and and yeah, I, that, that's about where I already stand with Smash. How likely are them? Uh, is it that one of them is Terry Bogard? Oh, well, that's a, that's a given. I didn't include that but i mean how likely is it that one of them is eventually waluigi right and isn't he like a trophy so he can't be uh, a character or something like that and people are pissed off but like it seems like people really want waluigi we don't talk about that all right we we, we, we just don't talk about that uh the other thing to point out is looking at uh seventh and eighth place making top eight at a tournament with you know 13 1400 entrants Taken home $135. I won more than that at the craps table. Yeah. Not a huge amount, and that did not exactly sit well with Leffen. He went to Twitter and said that he's going to give some of his winnings to the 5th and 7th place 
finishers. We actually have a quote from him on this. Uh, on Twitter, he said, quote, As I said before the event on my stream, I will personally be giving part of my prize money to the 5th and 7th place finishers. 7th got around $130. The fact that I won does not change that the way the FGC does prize splits is not something I will ever agree with. Right now, the top players get way more money-wise than anyone else in both sponsors and prize money. And I always hated that so few can play full-time because of this. Melee has given me so much, so it's only fair I give back. Nice. Um, so good on him for that, but I don't necessarily think it, it should fall to him uh, to do this. I, 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 I've said this a couple times before before i think the price split of evo is just way too steep uh the breakdown is 60 20 10 4 2 2 1 1 for top eight i mean we're gonna see it in exerd where one percent finishing you know top eight of the biggest tournament of your game in the world are we uh I think we're. I think we're on. Oh, yeah, we're still, still here. Yeah. Oh, okay, my phone's just acting up. Sorry. So, uh, but finishing in the top eight of one of the biggest tournaments in the world, and for Exer, you get sixty-four bucks. Mm -hmm. That just feels ridiculous to me. Um, you you want to award the person who wins, obviously, but I don't think you necessarily need to give them sixty percent of the prize spot and leave basically crumbs for the rest of the field it's been an issue in the fighting game community for a while now this comes up almost every other big tournament where we're like you know that people aren't getting paid out enough and, and such and like evo payouts across the board were too low before and obviously we saw the numbers um and they've hiked those up and that's much appreciated too but uh it's something that the fgc is still kind of acclimating to i guess now with these bigger and bigger numbers it used to be it's like you know, a tournament's uh, first top three payout, 70, 20, 10, and that's it, you know, and, and that's all you had to deal with. But now it's it's much bigger numbers, both with entrance and with um, the money that's flowing around. And so it makes sense that this kind of a thing would rise to the top and people would be talking about it. And, and, and it's also appropriate that they would have issue with it. And I think it's something that will get resolved. It just is, it takes time. Yeah. So I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I, I, I hope it does change in the future. I know... Back in 2013, they went to a much softer curve where the winner got like 36%, I believe, of the pot. And they got Evo got chewed out for not giving a whole lot of money to the person who wins the biggest tournament in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, some you, you'd hope to see more pot bonuses, which makes a softer curve a little easier to deal with. Because uh, then you still have a lot of money to give to the top and still able to reward uh, those who make top eight and, you know, finish fifth or seventh. But only two games had pop bonuses this year, two of the official ones. So it sucks. Hopefully that changes. Yeah. Um, let's move on to excerpt. Uh, the first game of Evo Sunday. Uh, and it was an all-Japan top eight, almost. Uh, Lost Soul was in there, and you figure, okay, he's going to get washed quick and then bounce. But he went on a ridiculous one, a ridiculous run, excuse me, making it all the way up to third. Uh, so congratulations to Wong Nation Lost Soul, Justin Wong, 
thank you very much for this man. Uh, but it did come down to the last two Evo champions, uh, the 2017 champion Machibo losing to the 2016 champion Omito. Uh, congratulations to both of those guys. Fumo, Teresa, great tournament coming all the way from Japan. Congratulations. You win 62 bucks. <laughs> all those things we just talked about, talk about them again. Boom. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, something we should bring up. I don't know if you were going to do this. Oh, it looks like there is at the bottom of my screen. I'll let you go ahead and do it. No, you go ahead. Well, uh, there was a certain someone that entered this tournament that, uh, and I think his his entry name was something like uh, Waxel. Oh, what was Waxel? Like because he plays Axel and it's Wax Waxel. I think is the uh, is the joke there. But Mike Ross was in this tournament. He was looking a little stylish, but a little bit on the, like the the grungy Haggard style where his hair was kind of grown out and such. And, and uh, he just kind of popped up on stream at one point. And everyone goes, is that Mike Ross? Well, no, that can't be Mike Ross because there would be a huge announcement if he were here. There'd be a paparazzi and stuff. No, sure enough, Mike Ross showing up just as a competitor. Joe's up to, uh, to Evo 2018 to play some Guilty Gear. And I got, uh, I think it was 13th place that he ended up in? Uh, 17th. 17th. Okay, yeah. Uh, it just, just kind of a little side thing. It's like, well, oh, yeah, Mike Ross was there. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly how he probably wants it, you know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want that attention. He doesn't want to be Mike Ross the figurehead or Mike Ross the uh, community figure, the character, the persona Mike Ross. He just He's just a guy who likes fighting games, and he got sort of sucked into all the trappings of being a talented host, being a personality that everyone likes to be around and enjoy. Uh but it was good to see him, you know, coming out, playing a game he likes and wandering yeah. off into the sunset uh, on his own accord. So <laughs> welcome back, Mike. Don't make yourself a stranger. Uh, but after that, they announced something that uh, is going to kill my spreadsheet because, hey, another tour. Uh, the Arc Revo World Tour is going to start later this year. And it is a tour that will consist of three games Blaze Blue Tag uh, Guilty Gear Exert and Blaze Blue Central Fiction the old yeah not heroin no Uh, but I'm sorry cross tag battle is what I meant yeah not cross tag battle no cross tag is is the first one I mentioned right so all three games getting some love uh they did announce some of the events more to come later this year but uh it's going to start at arc revo japan this fall uh it will continue through evo through evo japan uh it will conclude at a new event called arc revo america next fall in los angeles so cool good and a hundred thousand dollars worth of prizing for the entire tour so not necessarily as much as tech world tour or capcom pro tour but still more than what's out there now so and still a world tour for yet another game another genre of game um that's becoming the standard for fighting games now which i mean if if the you know a whole circuit a whole season a tour is is part of the um, is just part of like the the everyday thing now. 
it's like yeah that that speaks to the legitimacy of i guess you know the the esports avenue of fighting games and i think we're getting further and further established and i think it's an encouraging thing and my favorite part is that it's yet another way for players to get sponsored you know couple years ago you had maybe a handful of quote-unquote anime players uh getting sponsored now you've got a bunch of people getting picked up uh primarily or exclusively for what they do in dragon ball fighters hopefully this means that we're going to see some people picked up for blaze blue tag for exerd for uh central fiction you know give more players more opportunities to compete on these big stages which is you know that's my favorite part of the pro tour the money's nice, uh, you know. Having this narrative that maybe brings more people into the fold is nice, um, and that's really, you know, my point of view with the things I do with the writing is that, you know, I like these pro tours because it allows me to explain why a particular player or why a particular event is important to someone who may- maybe doesn't follow the game necessarily, and. Mm-hmm. That gives them motivation to check it out, and maybe they like what they see, and maybe they stick around for a while. That's the hope. Uh, so, another way to bring people into the fold. I'm excited for it. Very good. Uh, but that was it for Saturday. Let's go through Friday with the one that everyone was talking about for all the wrong reasons. Uh, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Did you get to watch any of this? I didn't, but I heard about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Take a look at the results. Top two players up top, Lima and Captain Zack. Uh, Two very very good, two very strong players, uh, both playing Bayonetta. Well, that's the Uh, only reason why they're very good and very strong, right, Steve? Oh, yeah. Um, Mistake, also a Bayonetta player. So you had three of the top four players in the tournament playing the same character. It was sort of... You know all the thoughts we had about Cammy coming into this, yep. or Elena coming into the final Ultra uh, Capcom Cup. That happened here. They they slid into Smash Four instead of doing it in Street Fighter. Yeah, put those fears combined, double it, and that's what actually happened. Uh, there's video out there of player of uh, fans leaving after Grand Finals was set because they didn't want to watch another Bayonetta versus Bayonetta mirror match, or ditto, excuse me, I got the terminology wrong. Uh, But that's where things sort of got interesting Uh, because these guys had gotten booed throughout the tournament. Uh, Not People weren't really big fans of Bayo. Uh, So Grand Finals starts. Uh, We have that first clip where it's the final game of the first set. Lima's in winners. Captain Zack is in losers. Uh, and, oh, that's actually the second clip. This happened, this is the second part, where after the reset, they both decide to stall. Uh, they start the match, and then they both sort of stall. Here we go with the first clip. So now, what are they doing here? Like, this is just, uh, this isn't charging anything up specifically, right? No, it, it, it's just, they're just hanging out down the street. Same old thing we did last week. This is, this is like a weird side tournament at your locals that, like, 
that people don't actually want to play it. It's all just for fun. Like everybody has to pick their third character or something like that. And it's just a goofy. But this is the evil grand main stage. It's grand finals. I don't un and and like here we're doing we're doing uh interviews and stuff too. I hear it's like yeah, this doesn't make any sense to me. The hype guys were the crowd. Uh, the crowd commentators were basically they ran they didn't know what to do they ran up and interviewed them uh, and then Bear came in pointed to the rules and said hey you guys actually have to play it out now why uh, they, this was just in reaction to the crowd the crowd like booing or leaving and stuff yeah they were kind of having fun with it you know that they were they felt a little wrong because they were getting booed all day for basically just playing so they decided yeah. I don't know if this was a conscious decision or something that just happened organically, but they just decided, hey, you know, let's have let's have fun ourselves. You know, yeah. they're not enjoying it. We're going to enjoy it. Uh, but it it only got to this point because of what happened in the first clip. Uh, if you have that up, they, uh, Captain Zach and is coming from the loser side. Uh, Lima is on the winner side. It's 2-2. It's the final set. Uh, Captain Zach self-destructs. Yeah, so why? One stock away, and then, but Lima decides to give him the homie stock. He just kills himself, yeah. so that it's one set at the evil grand. It's it was a really odd thing. Uh, there was a whole bunch of capitulation from the Smash community about this, uh, especially considering that Smash. Uh, Wii U is widely believed to be a, ga a dead game walking with Ultimate on the horizon. Mm -hmm. uh, so It's still a big stage, though, and, and, and I, I imagine this won't be the last big tournament for Smash 4 because, I mean, you, you have other ones. Like we talked about last week, Evo isn't the only big stop for these Smash games, or it is for like a lot of other titles. Super Smash Con is this weekend. Sure. So it's like this won't be the big send-off that Smash 4 gets, thank goodness, because it's it's really not a good look for it. I mean, it's 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 going to probably be the games last year, and and it's like you don't want to go out on that note, you know. So it, it it's kind of unfortunate. Like I get the motivations of of each party involved and such, and why they would handle themselves that way, and why the crowd would be upset and such, and and it it just sucks that it kind of played out the way it did. Well, uh, both players actually took to Twitter afterwards uh and apologized uh captain zach said quote i apologize for my disrespectful showing in grand finals i was truly trying my best but i definitely didn't make it seem as if i wasn't or i definitely made it seem as if i wasn't i'm mm -hmm. sorry to my fans that i disappointed and i want to apologize to the entire evo staff i'm sorry uh lima also tweeted out he said quote i didn't mean mean to make grand finals look like collusion or childish i didn't even know the rules about it and i was playing one of my best friends so i didn't want it to end with that self-destruct so i gave him the stock i play better when i play to have fun so that's what i did sorry lol that's a, an interesting little bit there that he put in the end i play better when i play to have fun that may or may not be true, but it sounds damn good in an apology letter like that. Like, there's some uh, spirit to that. So, yeah, good on him. Um, if that's true, then then great. And if it's not, well, then you're smart. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I mean, keep in mind, before we go crucifying these guys, they're both young, 17, 18 years old. You know, this was an opportunity to have fun, especially since 
they had been on the receiving end for being booed for something that essentially they shouldn't have been booed for in the first place. You know, you have your right to boo, but they took it a little personal. So it is what it is. And uh, we'll see if Evo brings the game back in 2019. Probably won't, but Mm -hmm. always the possibility. Uh, Let's kick it over to Blaze Blue Tag uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, another surprising American run. Uh, Hayo took this uh, in grand final, but he actually came in on the loser's side of the bracket uh, because he lost to Fame 96. Or, mm-hmm. excuse me, Fame 96 actually made it to winner's final or to grand final on the winner's side. You would not expect an American to to take any big anime game uh, on take winner's finals of any big anime game. So impressive, impressive weekend for him. Uh, but I, once again, all Japan except for him. Kazunoko making top eight in yet another game. The guy had himself a hell of a weekend. Naturally, he's a great fighting game player. Yeah, and one Australian uh, making top thirty-two. Otherwise, it was pretty much equally split between Japanese players and U.S. players. So, cool. cool. And then uh, after that, they showed off the new trailer for the next three character packs uh, for that game. The big thing is not just the characters. Nope, that was another situation where, okay, they announced them and then, oh, they're available Monday. So if you have this game, you can get the characters now. Uh, but the big thing is, at the end of the trailer, there was a fifth game teased. Okay, four different squares in a diamond. And then at the end of the trailer, the logo disappeared. Uh, it came back with a pink square in the middle. Uh, so there's a bunch of speculation as to what it, what that fifth franchise will be. Well, it's, uh, it's very clearly, I think, uh, I mean, speculation, sure, you can speculate all you want, but I think it's pretty obvious that that um, additional fifth universe is going to be the Walking Dead universe where we just bring in characters from the Walking Dead into this game because it just makes sense. I mean, I, I was going to say spoiler alert. But, oh, sorry. Yeah, you know, and the uh, Senran Kagura file sound files in uh, the game that have been found by data miners. Uh, that's just to throw everybody off the trail. Mm. It, it, it's going to be Walking Dead. Uh, Lucille will actually be a playable character. <laughs> you can play as the bat. She's like Sandbag from uh, Smash Bros. <laughs> you know, anything's anything's possible in this game. But hey, so. the, the square was pink, though, so it's obviously the people from Glow, the Netflix series that's been going oh, on for God. two seasons. So mm. come on, guys, get your facts straight, will you? I, Not bad. Try that on my Alliston Bree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's uh, head over to... Oh, um, we should probably mention this. Uh, the whole best of three versus best of five controversy. Everyone was begging for this game to be best of five because people got blown up quickly in this game. 
Uh, and then Evo came out and said, you know what? No, we're going to stick with two of three for now. Uh, we have to make sure because once once we go to three out of five, we can't go back. Mm-hmm. So pools ran. Uh, pools ran very quickly. There were times on the stream where they couldn't stream anything because all the matches had been run and there's still a half hour to go on the block. Uh, so they made the decision that from semifinals on, it would be three out of five the whole way. Uh, do you do you have a problem with that change? Me personally, no. It sounds like it, it, it makes sense based on the evidence thus far. Did some crazy shit happen though? I I I dislike the fact that it came mid tournament. Now, granted, that's mitigated by the fact that most players there want it, and very few would prefer two out of three to three out of five. But mm. it's not the most professional thing to have happen. But games do change mid-tournament, like when it's already pre-established, you know, like Street Fighter goes to three out of five and top eight and such and, and things like that. So it's like it's not unheard of. It's not breaking some some set in stone rule, but it is a little unprofessional that it, things weren't you know figured out beforehand, um, especially for a tournament as big as Evo. Yeah, it's not as bad as the year where they did this to Marvel, where the fir- where the Marvel community was begging uh, for three out of five. And mm-hmm. they stuck with two out of three, and they ran the first wave of pools. Not the, not the first pool wave like you have now, where you have round one pools and round two pools. But like the eight a.m. wave of pools went so quickly that they decided from ten a.m. on it would be three out of five. So and yeah, that's a little that's a little iffy because then you have, I mean that's that's long done and over with. But yeah, then you have players that got a different opportunity than than the ones in eight a.m. and such, and it's like that could have affected the outcome of the whole thing and not everyone was on a level playing field at that point. Yeah, but again, it's not quite at that level, but I would much rather have them say that it's going to be something and stick to that because if you change the rules mid-tournament, it feels... It's unprofessional. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't feel right to me, but it, to be fair, change that most of the community wanted, so good mm-hmm. for them. Uh, and then let's wrap it up with the final, or the first game, I should say, uh, final game in our list, but Injustice 2, uh, taking, uh, kick things off in terms of finals. And it was Rewind taking it over no, uh, Tweety in the uh, Noble Team Kill in the grand final. Tweety, though, had the moment of the tournament uh, when he faced Sonic Fox in the... Uh, in the Starfire mirror. Did you see any of this? Did not, no. Okay. Uh, Starfire, Tweety has talked about how no one can touch his Starfire. No one can beat him in the mirror. Sonic Fox in Losers Finals tried to beat him in the mirror, mm-hmm. said no. Er, Tweety won that one convincingly. Went for a second game, stuck with Starfire, got shut down again. Tweety jumped up, pointed at the screen, said, pick someone else! Pick someone else! Yeah. And finally did, but uh, Tweety ended up taking that 3-1. I'm wondering what possibly, you know, did that, did that set, did that sort of mind game possibly play into 
what happened at uh, the Dragon Ball Fighters Grand Final. You know, thinking, okay, this guy's beating me in a way outside the game. Maybe I could take some of that, do something like that going forward. You mean with a side switch that Sonic Fox would do later on in the day? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's tons to speculate there. Uh, I don't know if you get any hard evidence outside of an interview with Sonic Fox, but, I mean, sure, it's possible. Uh, but, so yeah, um, on top of that, uh, before, actually, well, actually, let's take a look at the standings uh, for the Injustice Pro Series, because there's just three events left now after this. Uh, nearly half the field is set. Uh, Tweedy, with his uh, second place finish, is now in second place or in, in first place, excuse me, in the overall standings. Rewind the Evo champion is now in third. Uh, but those two, Biohazard, Samij, and Sonic Fox, have all clinched spots in the Injustice Pro Series final. Uh, before. Injustice uh, kicked off. Stream.me, a competing platform to Twitch, actually announced that they were going to be the primary home of uh, the Injustice Pro Series for the rest of the year. Hmm. So they will be simulcasting the rest of the offline events, as well as presumably the Pro Series Finals. Uh, This will be as far as I can tell, in addition to the Twitch streams. Uh, but it does make sense considering how hard uh, the Stream Me platform has gone after uh, the NRS community with uh, War of the Gods and the stuff they're doing there. So, yep. so that'll be interesting to watch going forward. Uh, speaking of watching Injustice, a lot of people didn't. Uh, they were given a two-hour block for pool or for semifinals going from top 48 to top 8. And they could not get their, the matches done. So pretty much everything top 16, maybe even top 32 down to top 8, happened off stream. Uh, got replaced by, or got, they did not want to postpone the streaming of Tekken pools. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunate situation. You had some people running shaky cam setups. Uh, it was rough situation all around. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, but that tournament standard time comes into play. I remember on uh, day one, sort of Friday morning, um, was, I, I didn't have 8 a.m. pools, but I was there at 8 a.m., and the line was all the way, like, it was a good, like, football field away from uh, where the actual entrance was to um, to the venue, and um, that was, you know, people were supposed to be starting to play like five minutes ago and they had to delay everything. And tournament standard time is still a real thing, still a thing for Evo even. Um, and so, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I don't think you're ever going to have a tournament run quite perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, combo I mean, breaker. <laughs> Shout outs to Rick. I think he's in the chat. Uh, but it is unfortunate, you know, this is, even if it's not the biggest event of the tournament, it is for a lot of games the biggest event of the year so you want to see them given as much shine as possible and having top eight qualifying matches happen off stream the only way you can watch it is like some twitch irl streaming uh over the shoulder shaky cam 
it's unfortunate. You know, I hope that they uh, allocate that time a little better going forward, allocate the streams they have, because they did have a set, another stream available. You know, I, I was kind of surprised that they didn't start uh, Tekken Pools on that one and give mm-hmm. them the four-hour block. But, you know, and, and there's some, uh, obviously we brought up a few negativities because those are the juiciest things to talk about, right? But all in all, I mean, having attended EVO 2018 and, and been there and such, and, and from what I personally experienced, and that wasn't the same as everybody, but um, it was it was a fun, decently well-run event. It, it held up. It was it was good times across the board. Um, we got to see a lot of great action, and, a, and as you know, for every little misstep and unfortunate hiccup that there were, um, there were plenty of other really good things about it. And uh, overall, I think a very big success. Thank you again to Evo and the staff and everyone that that made it all happen. Um, all, all through and through, a, a good event plus something I'll look back on with uh, with much fondness. Well, what, well, speaking of that, what was your favorite part of Evo? You know. Uh, Besides was, winning the exhibition. Yeah. That, I mean, that was fun, too. Uh, and besides winning some money at Crafts, that might have been my favorite, actually, part of the <laughs> of the weekend. Um, but as far as uh, video game-related stuff, and, and we've talked about a lot of the highlights of, of other players. For me, it was personally getting to play Haitani on stream and... Um, and and getting to play a version of Street Fighter V that I haven't really gotten to play before in that he never jumped forward one time. It was all just footsies and mind games, and, and it felt like a very, very real test of skill as opposed to test of who can throw more BS at the other person. And uh, obviously I lost, uh, but I did take one round, and it felt it was a really fun, fun game of Street Fighter. And so for me, for my personal experience, that was probably the best part. Um, outside of that, I think I have to hand it off to Capcom for announcing both G and Sagat and that they would be out tomorrow. That's such a good thing amidst the backdrop of all like the negativities that Capcom has had with DLC characters and release schedules and such. So I was very happy to see that. And every time I go back and watch the trailer, I've been looking at like reaction videos and such. It still makes the hair on my, like the back of my arms like kind of stand up and such because it was such a well-executed moment. So I think that was my favorite overall moment. Yeah, um, absolutely. I I do think Capcom won the reveal war simply Mm -hmm. because here's this thing you want. Here's the thing you're really excited about. You weren't expecting it. Okay, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you tomorrow. And just that explosion when when out tomorrow hit the screen was just ridiculous. It came in waves. It was like, here's G. Everyone's like, okay, well, that's cool. And and we expect it, whatever. Uh, here's G, and he looks good in the trailer, and it all looks good. All right, it's not a Falk kind of trailer reveal. All right, level two of hype. And then, you know, that, that concludes. And I think that they said he's out tomorrow. Did they say that right after G? Uh, th- th- not after right after G. Okay. It was, so, they so they showed G, yeah, and then they showed Sagat. Well, then Ono then comes they... on with the, with an eye patch, and that's level three. It's like, holy crap. And then they show the tiger. Hype is brimming. They show Sagat. He looks great. They show his basic moves and everything. Uh, he's just exactly what we were hoping for in five, I think, for the most part. Hype level gets even higher. Uh, they show some alternate costumes, yada, yada. He looks really good. And then when you, and you can tell the moment, if you just listen and you don't even watch the video, you can tell when people register that like it's out tomorrow perfect cherry on top home run turns into grand slam uh and and so it was like this wave of wave after wave of after wave of like increasing the hype very well done yeah i i just like that the 
G's voice sounded like that chicken lawyer from uh, Futurama. No, it was Foghorn Leghorn from Looney Tunes. Uh, same thing. Same it, thing. It wasn't quite that southern. It wasn't quite that deep for me. It, it was sort of like still professional, but that southern twang was there. <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, it's always tough to pick a favorite moment because because I get paid to cover this in some way, shape, or form. I end up watching so much of it. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily blend together, but there are just so many good moments that you end up seeing, even the ones you don't expect uh, from. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It was great to see so many players uh, of African-American descent from black descent do so well this tournament, and no one really makes it like, a, a, a huge deal, like an unexpected, like y- you have Fame ninety six, who's arguably one of the best, you know, at least in the conversation for best anime player in the U.S. He makes a run, and it's not. Oh, here comes this black guy who's who's doing really well. No, it's Fame ninety six doing really well. Obviously, Prime X doing well. Obviously, Sonic Fox doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, oh man, that's a great event, Hubs article, Mr. Right. Black guys won a lot at Evo. That's a big there deal. There you go. There you <laughs> let go. me let me screw that magic up for you immediately, Steve. <laughs> there, there you go. The black excellence. Hashtag black excellence. That's you, one, there's a there's a player and, in and my put, named Black Excellence. It, here's what you do. Use that as the hashtag. Put your face right next to the article, and every everyone. We'll talk about how much they love event hubs. I promise. And Mike Ross showed up at Evo. I could put that in there too. Man, it's, it's perfect. Thanks for writing my story for me, Steve. There you go. I'm, I, I, I'm putting money in your pocket. Thanks. But honestly, I'd have to say it was good to see Mike Ross. It was good to see Ryan Hart coming back to Tekken. Um, and I think, there, I think my biggest takeaway is that there are so many games in good places you know you have street fighter 5 which is on a bit you know i i I hate saying it's on a bit of an upswing but there's a wave of positivity yeah uh in terms of the g release in terms of sagat tekken obviously great weekend for them um and you've got soul caliber coming on strong you've got the arc revo tour coming on you've got so much happening with so many different games. Uh, we didn't even talk about Cooler for Dragon Ball Fighter Z. They've got Cooler coming. You know that game continues to grow and drawing in a quarter of a million viewers simultaneously. You know, I just feel like it. We're not necessarily on this new wave, this great wave of oh, the FGC is going to come in and take over. But there are so many games that are in a position to to succeed, to grow, to thrive. And that's really what I'm excited about going forward. Calling it new golden age for fighting games? 2019? Oh, God. I, I'm not calling anything a golden age because that curses it. Yeah, let's not do that, especially not on stream. Uh, well, uh, is there anything else that you uh, wanted to add for before we uh, sign off today? Or you, Alon, wherever you are? Um, yeah, Alon, what was your favorite moment? Because we asked we asked the people, but I I feel like your answer is important too. Oh wow, thanks. <laughs> uh, so 
I really like the Negan reveal simply because of the ultimate, like, or like the ensuing confusion and reaction that ensued. Uh, for for me personally, it took me like sleep, uh, a night of sleep, to register that that's crazy. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and I think I was either speaking to you guys or to Mike before the show started, but uh, I was speaking to a friend of mine before Evo, and I said, I just really hope they just do a thing where we don't have to wait for street fighter where they can just say hey things are available right now or tomorrow or whatever and that's exactly what they did so you know what i'm a big fan of the reveals i enjoyed uh the games i didn't get to watch guilty gear but i loved watching tekken and little majin's crazy shenanigans uh i loved watching uh, the underdog quote-unquote uh, problem x working his way up to the top uh dragon ball z was crazy you know it was just evil man i'm just sad i couldn't be there in person but you know what maybe next year Fingers crossed for me, too. Hopefully next year. I want to see you guys there. We'll all go out for a drink. We, there will be a time where all four of us are at the same event at the same time. I, it, it's going to happen. Um, but we did ask. We did take to Twitter to ask, uh, what was your favorite moment of Evo? Either as a competitor, a viewer, an attendee, or anything. And just going through a few of those, uh, Rylander said that his favorite part was... Uh, excuse me, no commies, Goku Black comeback versus Kubo in top eight. That was, that entire set was ridiculous. Uh, AZ Collins uh, said that as a Blanca player, his favorite part was watching Vi- Alex Valle dismantle Knuckle Dew. Uh, that's something we didn't even mention. Just Not just that he beat Knuckle Dew, but it was just destruction. Mm-hmm. He just made him look clueless in that matchup, which was really surprising. Uh, Sleepy Scrub, uh, like the bar fights after party on Saturday, uh, drinks plus Street Fighter 4 plus dance battles during commercial breaks equals people, epic Saturday night. Yeah, when we were at break, people in the crowd just op- like circles opened up and they were just doing break dance fighting, as I was calling it from Zoolander. But yeah, they were just <laughs> down there just busting out moves as like the Jabberwockies just right in the middle of the crowd. It was pretty hype. Yeah, and the one, the one worry I come out of that. Uh, party for is because it was sponsored by a betting company you know you we've got betting going on now uh mm-hmm. richard lewis everyone's favorite uh everyone's favorite esports host he's signed on with a betting company in a partnership now it's happening and when you've got players only taking home 63 dollars you know it's uh, i don't know we'll 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 talk about that another time uh, but Ludology PhD, his favorite part was Lil Majin versus JDCR in Tekken Top 8. Not just the match, but the atmosphere and the crowd of the arena. That was some real esports. That, that entire set was ridiculous. You know, Just how loud the crowd was uh, in Lil Majin's corner was incredible. Uh, I agree, and also something worthy of note, I was actually uh, catching up with Eris, who streamed for the first time after Evo, and he was giving his take of it, and uh, he was mentioning that he was super nervous about commentating Top 8 just because he wasn't feeling, uh, he wasn't just feeling, he just wasn't feeling like himself uh, before the commentary, but as soon as the little Majin saga happened, and that was the first game of Top 8. Yeah, first match. Like, that was just such a really great way to kick off uh, the Tekken tournament uh, top eight, which was pretty amazing. So I think that just keeps, you know what? Like, I think it just keeps solidifying that Tekken is a good game and people are keep getting into it. You know, 
Yeah. Uh, that and the sell yo oh, yeah. in the arena was ridiculous. Yeah, was uh, it was it Ninja that tweeted? I, I know there was like a huge figurehead of something uh, that tweeted out that like seeing everybody doing. Oh no, it was like a League of Legends player that uh, tweeted out saying that like seeing the cell yell uh, made him want to see or try to find ways of involving the crowd reactions for other things too. Yeah, I forget who it was. I know which tweet you're talking about. I just don't remember who tweeted that out. Uh, I'll I'll find it like five minutes after the show guaranteed uh paulo sarah uh said that his fa- their favorite part was uh guilty gear top eight in general and watching lost souls run which was a ridiculous run uh dark hollow like that their prediction of getting g and sagat as a two for one came true uh they expected the g trailer and a sagat tease but not both of them what they didn't expect was the shadow drop of out tomorrow which blew them and everyone else away. Again, that was just a great moment. And then let's close it down with Noe Perez, whose favorite part was that Mike Ross was alive. Yay! A celebration of life. And it moves us so. That's all I can sing before we get shut down for copyright. Uh, anyway, I think that's going to do it. Um, thank you for watching us tonight thank you for putting up with our technical issues we apologize for those and hopefully that will be uh cleared up by the next time we see each other uh i'm steve jurek that's uh, which am i pointing the right way yes okay that is john guerrero elon chime in no please that's Elon he is the man that makes this machine go Uh, thank you for everything you do including and especially uh, that new countdown with DJ Khaled dancing in the background it is you have earned every single dollar uh, and you have earned every dollar that you will take in the future So I I did that more for me than anybody else really so you don't have to say that just just roll Take the compliment and roll with nope. it. Um, thank you guys for watching. That's much appreciated, too. Wouldn't be here without you. There's usually a post-Evo lull, um, and I'm challenging people not to fall into that. Yeah, recuperate yourself maybe the weekend after Evo and such or the week. But uh, but keep playing, you know, keep grinding, because I'm really excited with all this new content on the horizon uh, and, and this perspective uh, or this prospect kind of, we're not going to say golden age, but this, you know, boom for fighting games and such. Just keep going strong with it. Uh, let's see where we can take things. And, and I'm excited for the future and beyond here. So, yeah, I mean, we've got the Tekken World Tour coming back this weekend. We've got Capcom Pro Tour coming back this weekend. So we're right back in that grind. So we will be here for you. Uh, we'll be here to talk fighting games, uh, laugh at costumes, because, you know, <laughs> that's all we're good at. Uh, but from all of us here, thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful night, a wonderful week, and good night, Canada. Love you, Mr. Buck.